Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Free on the Inside with Mr. Joy Lewis. Today, this week, 
and there's been some pretty terrible things happening around. But you also know there's, there's a there's a reason for it, you know. You know, we got an advocate we all fighting up against, you know, and he's causing turmoil in our communities, in our cities, and our families. You know, so um, you know, I believe that. One of the main problems we seem to be having is mostly like a protection for the police. And I know a lot of people have been talking about this all week ever since this. You know, we got a new mayor. We haven't really said anything about that. And I think he's a, he's been on the, on our show before, haven't he? Uh, no, I don't believe he have. I hadn't uh, had the opportunity to meet the mayor. We didn't had uh, other city officials, but we hadn't had the opportunity to had a very own yet, and we probably would love to do that though. You know, I I I get to meet uh, people at various times that's in the in position and on boards and things. So uh, maybe uh, by chance we might be able to bring him on sometime. I don't know if he's able to uh, uh, do it uh, anytime soon since he's a new mayor. So he's probably just trying to get everything in in, in order and stuff. So. But we'll see about that one day. Maybe, Lord, maybe that's, you know, maybe you're speaking that into existence. Mm, yeah. Brother Daniel, yeah, I, I got think this, you I should this, be. I have an audio clip here I want to play about Juneteenth, and then we're going to follow up on your questions and comments regarding what you what you were sharing. Is that okay? Okay. All right. We'll kick back and just relax. We're going to play this audio clip and be back with you shortly. actually has two Independence Days. One celebrates America's freedoms from Britain's rule. Another holiday, Juneteenth, commemorates the day when a Union general came into Texas and gave an order that actually ended slavery. Now, you may be going to yourself like, wait, did an Emancipation Proclamation take care of that? And my answer to you is this. You actually thought the Confederate States obeyed the law. Okay, sure. On January 1st, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln declared all slaves held in Confederate states to be free. But that news never reached the Texas slaves, and there's many theories as to why. Maybe someone literally murdered the messenger that was sent to Texas to inform them. Maybe, in typical Confederate fashion, they withheld some information from Some historians believe that since the Civil War wasn't over yet, that the lack of Union Army presence in Texas made it hard for Lincoln's proclamation to support. Nonetheless, it was cotton picking business as usual in Texas despite the proclamation. Some slave owners in neighboring states moved their slaves to Texas because they thought that the Confederate Army would eventually win the war. When it was over, they could get their property back. So when Union General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas with Union soldiers behind him, and he saw all of these slaves, he decided to make an announcement on June 19, 1865. First off, a proclamation was made from the president to free all these slaves two and a half years ago. Second off, you are no longer slave owners and slaves. You are employers, and those are your hired workers. Some slaves zipped out of there before Granger could even finish his announcement. Other slaves decided to go and leave the state so that they could repair their families that were torn apart from the slave trade. Others decided to flee up north, and they lived happily ever after, right? No, of course not. By law, they were free men and women. But in reality, they were enslaved by oppression and violence. Black bodies still hung from the branches. Some were even shot for their freedom. But freed men and women wanted to celebrate that they were just that, free. They created a holiday that was originally called June the 19th. But then it was kind of squeezed together, and now it's Juneteenth. When they wanted to celebrate the first annual Juneteenth, segregation laws forbade them from using public spaces. Okay, that's fine. We'll celebrate new servers and links. They dressed in the fanciest clothes that they can combat laws that required them to wear ragged clothing. They barbecued some spiritual, preach religious sermons. Strawberry soda was the drink of choice, and they also ate a lot of red fruits and desserts like strawberry pie and red velvet cake to commemorate the blood that was spilt during slavery. These rituals still occur in today's Juneteenth celebrations, whether it be parades, cookouts, or five-day festivals. And since whites didn't want to share their own spaces with blacks, blacks decided that they would raise their own funds for their own celebration sites, such as Emancipation Park in Houston, Texas. 
So as the former Texas slaves decided to migrate across the country, so did the importance of Juneteenth, which is also known as Emancipation Day or Freedom Day. In 1980, Texas was the first state to declare Juneteenth a state holiday when state offices are not closed but partially staffed. So far, 45 states have recognized the historical significance of Juneteenth. Guess what? Alabama wasn't last this time. Alabama was the 40th state to do so. But it didn't get the same paid state holiday status as Confederate Memorial Day or Robert E. Lee Day. There's also a national campaign to make Juneteenth a federal holiday. Whitewashed textbooks didn't, and still don't, mention Juneteenth. Because of that, a lot of people are still finding out about Juneteenth. So whether you found out about Juneteenth decades ago, a few weeks ago, or even just now, don't worry. There'll be plenty of cookouts, parades, and festivals to celebrate the resiliency of the black community. I'm sorry, Dunnigan. We're wrecking. Oh, what a great history, uh on Juneteenth down. Brother Daniel, did you uh were you were you able to chime in on that? Yeah, I heard about it. I know a little bit about that. Uh his name was uh Granger, right? Yeah, yeah. Confederate yeah, okay, yeah, a soldier. Soldier, I mean yeah. a, a federal soldier. Yeah. Uh, Union soldier, one of the very Union soldier. You know, they gave a lot of history regarding that. You know, the pastor, you know, Wallerman was the, would represent the blood, you know, the red fruits and stuff like that. I never thought too much yeah. about that, though, you know. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people know about that history, but it's always good to re- go back over those things again. Because somehow we have lost mm-hmm. that, brother. We don't celebrate it like we used to. Our younger generation don't think very much of it, and the older ones just doesn't have the time anymore. So it's kind of a, almost a forgotten holiday that comes up there. I remember it used to be a radio station on there, KKDA, uh, they used to advertise it. Soul 73, man, Juneteenth, man, was a big thing, man. We had, uh, you know, celebration all over the state of Texas, man. And we had, literally, people took off of their jobs and, and just celebrated with their family and friends, you know. And it was a, a day of coming together, a day of peace, a day of just just reflecting on how good God had been to us and how he'd been to our families. And how we've been set free from certain things. And that freedom, you know, man, you're old enough to realize that sometimes we couldn't go certain places. You remember it was a place downtown where we couldn't go to, you know. <laughs> they had a floor for us only, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know? They had a, they had a free spot for the black people, <laughs> and they had a black spot for the whites, and they had a, yeah. even a water I'm smiling about it now. But it's not funny. I remember, you know, places like that. Well, we you know we couldn't go in. And I always wondered. My mother would always go out and go to work, and we, you know, we lived in this little neighborhood that we very seldom ever got in the neighborhood until we graduated, because they was protecting mm-hmm. us from the, the outside world. How cruel it was, where we wouldn't yeah. be accepted. You know, so. Yeah. And, and you know, Ricky, things are still going on today like that now with the uh, with society as a whole. They said that you know uh, we should have equal rights and be accepted, but there, there's a, uh, a a war going on against our young men and women. You know, there's a lot of things happening. You had made mention to it a while ago uh, about uh, about society, the mindset of our uh, of a legal of uh, 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 system. And the people's in authority, and, and, and how they uh, how they done made it so hard on us that we're actually turning on ourselves. You know, black on black crime is running rapidly because we can't get any justice from the legal system, so we're frustrated and we want to take justice into our own hands. Man, that's terrible. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say like it's a mindset of revolution. It's almost like it's a it's, it's it's almost like they're put in a spot that basically, if you look at it, most of our young men and women, they they say that they really can't find employment and jobs. But mostly in the summertime, you know, like a, it's a lot of idle time in the summertime because these young people are out of school, they're around the house all the time and sitting up, and most of them don't really take advantage of going to some of these extracurricular courses and, and classes they offer. But, you know, most of them just sitting around and basically if you're not going to work, you know, your mind seems to, like my dad used to say, uh, the, the idle mind is like a devil workshop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
Then when you do, you're going to do something bad or wrong or something that's not in the, you know, in the norm, the regular norm of doing something. So basically, uh, and I give you a good example, like uh, most of uh, these young people, uh, and, and it's one of the main reasons why, uh, you know, that, that car wash up there on my, uh, Martin Luther King, and, right. Uh, up I had a that. little discussion that was going on that um, a lot of the youngsters were saying that, well, we need a place where we can chill out and have fun on weekends, you know. And so basically saying they have, they're having fun by riding down the street. Uh, you, know, and he, and, you know, you can say that's their way of fellowship, like you do in church. You know, and they go out and greet each other and meet each other and show off your new car or show off the new set of clothes that you buy or just basically a way to try to uh, know each other, you know. And so at the same time, these extra things that go along with being young and not having money attaches itself to what they're doing. So that's, that's, that brings in this negative instance, you know what I'm saying? So when they're trying to have fun, other things attached to like, you know, crime, drugs, and sex. And so, you know, they got kind of upset when I told them, you know, there's other alternatives in, in having fun besides running up and down the street, driving fast and sliding down the street and doing donuts in the middle of the street, you know. And basically what happened was it just that step one, step two happened, then finally the city had to step in and close that place down. So if if you look at it, you know, like you said, me and you, you know, we used to go to Glendale Park over there in Oak Cliff. Hello? I'm, I'm here. Uh, go ahead, brother. I'm listening you to you. Know, you remember, you remember Glendale ahead. Park over there in Oak Cliff? How everybody, because, you know, we had a big park, and we used to have concerts in the summertime, and everybody would be having picnics, and they'd be out there playing basketball. But nowadays, you know, most of the youth nowadays, they don't want to get off into sports. They don't like live music. They don't like, you know, most of this like a hoorah thing. You know, you don't yeah. Challenge this other person or this, and challenge him and that, you know. And, it's just, and when you do that, it leads to all these negative things. Like, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. It seems like me or some kind of truth is going on, you know. Yeah, but brother Daniel, but right now we have to think about it. Uh, if people still wants to do those things, but people, uh, some people have a lot of respect for each other, and people don't have any boundaries anymore. You know, when you go out and, like Lloyd said, is people go out with the intent of hurting someone. If you step on me, if you bump up, bump against me, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take matters into my own hand. If you look at me funny, I'm gonna take matters into my own hand. Anyone that leaves a house with a firearm have the intent of using that firearm at one time or another. Why would you take a firearm with you to a social event or something? Why would you uh, get mad at someone and drive by a place or residence or Busy, uh, 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 say at a, at a function and shoot someone. See, that's what we have to do. We have to change the mindsets and the hearts of people, and let everyone know that they're valuable, that they are, that they're useful and needed in society. You know, it's nothing wrong with us going out to places, but you know, we a lot of us are fearful of going to large gatherings. I know I, I'm cautious when I go to large gatherings. I'm cautious about the people that I meet. Just think about road rage. You know, you can't even, uh, you know. Drive, uh, you know, uh, drive uh, the thoroughfare. If you made a wrong, uh, if you made a, a change of lane wrong, or, or you cut someone off, you never know if that person going to come up beside you and use that fire. Uh, you know, and, and that's something that we need to take control of as a society. Firearms is part of our, our amendment, First Amendment. But some people don't need it, or some people need more education regarding firearms. Firearms ought to be something like driving license, where every few years you have to go to a firearm class. You have to be recertified in order to have a firearm. Because some people really don't need firearms, man, because they, their mind is unstable. 
So, you know, we really need to kind of get control of that. Yes, you can have a firearm, but you need to, you know, you need to go and, and be certified each and every year. We need to have a staff approved that you, your mental faculties are sane and that your health is, is had diminished where you're unable to recognize wrong from right. And, and uh, I know elderly need firearms, young people need, I'm saying, for protection at various times, but we shouldn't have it just for going to social events. Uh, if you went to a concert, someone in that concert would have a firearm. You know, we need to yeah, scream. Yeah, I'm talking about concerts, bro. I'm talking about just this. Some people take them to church, believe it or not. It's people sitting up in church with firearms. Oh, yeah, yes, I'm going to take them to church. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we need to have more. You know, people need to take responsibility, and we need to have more control over the use of a firearm. And we need to control how many firearms an individual have. Nobody needs 30 guns in their house. I understand you collect guns mm-hmm. and you may like uh, but if you collect those guns, those guns should not have a, uh, a, a mechanism to fire on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have two, you have a couple of guns. That's it. But you don't need 30 guns. You don't need, uh, you know, uh, you know, 300 or 400 rounds of ammo in in your <laughs> residence or something like that. That's crazy. So you know, and then uh, it's just it's just crazy, man. There's so many things that we should do that we should be involved in, and, and that. Um, that it's hard to even start. It's even hard to start on something like that. Because right now, well, I don't know how really how we got involved in this in this firearm thing. Because you know, we had one. I think this week we had a shooting down at the federal building. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. I heard on the yeah. news the other day. I, I seen a news article. They said at least ninety people have got killed. Young people, with from January the first until July until June the twenty second, it's been ninety people that have been killed. And with gun violence, man, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I think, I think, I think one of the main things that should happen with any person that owns a gun, I think every month or every two months, you should be go to something like a a, a counselor, a gun counselor, and let him come in and ask you, say, oh, "How you doing this week, sir? Are you are you going through anything? You been through any kind of problems?" Or, uh, how's your gun? Is your gun still registered? You know, uh, just have something like a mental checkup, you know, month, you know, yeah. and see basically yeah, I, what's I going on too, with uh, I would like to do it every couple of years or so, you know, because there's so many people out there with guns. And just do it, you know, just do an evaluation, you know, just like we do driving. Like, yeah. they, would, they would not let me yeah. drive a car if I go there, I can't see. You know, I go there and take a They said, wait a minute, mm-hmm. buddy, you can't get no, uh, you can't get behind the wheel until you correct this here problem. And the gun uh, owners ought to have the same, uh, ought to have some kind of bylaws to say, hey, you, you know, uh, we understand that you want a gun and you, you know, you have a right to have a gun, but you got this going on. And you know, and then there's a lot of yeah. illegal guns out there too. We need to, we need to do something yeah. to try to yeah. get these guns back. Do a buyback. You know, some states I don't know how how it works and how well it's working, but do a buyback. Hey, I'll give you so much money for every gun you bring in. You know, get rid of them. You know guns. what? I'll we'll buy them off. I was, I was looking you know, at, a, at a magazine kind of a couple of years ago. I was looking at a magazine a couple of years ago that uh, they had this gun that had a chip in it, and the chip could be uh turn either turn on or turn off. You know what I'm saying? And the mechanism yeah, yeah, wouldn't I, I fire. Uh, you saw about right owner. Yeah, this particular owner. Yeah. So basically, it's like your car. You don't pay your car note, it turn your car off. So if yeah, you got exactly. your gun and you're not, if you're not complying with, with them telling you to go register every month or every week, they turn your gun off. <laughs> you know, which a it's pretty hard now. I think some countries I saw a long time ago, they had something like a gun buyback thing, and all the guns that got put off in some kind of magnet deal. Magnet picked them up and just destroyed a lot of them. And I think it was in Africa somewhere. You know, like uh, over in Africa, a lot of the people over there are not allowed to have guns. They go and walk around with sticks, you know? Yeah. Well, overseas in Great Britain, you know, even the police officers don't have guns. They 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 may they may have changed that law somewhere because of the terrorists. But at one time, they only went around with the clubs and stuff, you know. And so you never mm-hmm. very seldom ever had shootouts because they didn't have guns as as frequently and as as available as we have in the states here. And we needed it when the uh, you know many 
years ago, over 200 years ago when we first got started because it was the, you know, unknown ter- uh, uh, landscaping. And, you know, and we and, and so we wanted to uh, kind of uh, uh, tame the land, I'm going to put it that way. And so we didn't know what to expect with the wild animals and the, uh, uh, and the people that wasn't disciplined and the laws that wasn't available at the time. So we needed something to protect us. But now, since we're called a, a civil society, we don't need guns as much as we survive. Now, yeah, I was, so, I was looking at the, I was looking at these. Um, I mean, I'm kind of like a, a history buff with a, with a criminal criminology. You know, I've been looking at all these different criminals that basically started off in the past. And I think one of the first outlaws was uh, Jesse James. Jesse James was a bad man with a gun, Reverend Lewis. He could shoot, man. He could shoot, man. He was so fearful. And basically, the only way he got killed was that he took his guns off. And his best friend shot him in the back of the head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The man played like he was his friend. And they stayed over in his house. And he killed him right in front of his wife and his kids. You know? Him and his brother. And then later on, they went on and they portrayed these, uh, they portrayed that scene over and over. He made money off of telling how he killed Jesse James. <laughs> you know, and then, then and then you look up, you see you got, yeah, John Dillinger, yeah, Babyface Nelson, and Marvin. Yeah, it's Marvin. been around for a, while. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With, with all these guys, guns. man. Machine gun you know, so. killing. <laughs> At yeah. various times, we the, at various times we as a country knew how to get control of that, you know, because they kind of banned machine gun and rapid fire gun, and so we need to have our legislators and our city officials and our congressmen and women to be involved in this guns uh, problem, help solve this problem with legislations and laws. You know, we don't want to, you know, first amendment, you know, the second amendment. I think is we have the right to bear arms, so we want to give you the right to bear arms, but get do a be a responsible gun owner. Oh man, that sounds oh, crazy, really, don't it? You know, we're be talking responsible, about, we're man. Talking about a, you know, people don't want to be responsible. We're talking about a touchy subject now, man. We're talking about a touchy subject, a touchy subject, a touchy subject. You know, be accountable. You know, so I understand yeah. those things that you know. But Ricky, yeah. but you know, today, 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 though, man, our young men, men and women are under a, a great stress, man. You know, they don't know. You know, and it's a man thing, man. I do juvenile ministry, I do yeah. jail ministry, and I see people going in and out of jail to the point that they know the jail system, they know what to expect, they know how to they how know to the play, laws. Yeah, play the they system, play the they system. know various mm-hmm. things, man. But but yet they still clueless about how to how to navigate through that uh, through uh, through society, man. They clueless about Just what to do when they, they don't get know out. how to end clueless it. They want to go along with the system. They think it's all a part of a lifestyle, their lifestyle. They figure, like you saying, remember when you say, this guy said, so my mama, my daddy was in jail, I'm going to jail too. You know, it's yeah. all part of my, my, my mindset or my familyhood thing that I'm going to go to jail, I'm going to do some time because my uncles and my uh, my brothers and my daddy is in jail, so I'm going to, you know. And they say it's like a... a, a a rite of passage, I put it like that, that all of young American men should be incarcerated. Which that's a that's totally that's a lie. And it's all part yeah. of the system mindset that they really want in our young men because I think I looked around at half the men nowadays are either incarcerated. You know? They ain't incarcerated. And a lot of them don't want to go to school. They don't want to go to college. They don't want to go to trade school, you know. And they got these places. It's a mindset that we have to change their mind, yes. And we have to change their mindset regarding stuff like that. And if you look at it, if you look at it, uh, there are other places in America that ten times worse than dollars. We just got a little bit coming up, but can you imagine a city the size of Detroit or a city the size of Chicago with killings every day? 
every day. 15 or 20 people killed every day. Man. You know, and the guns. That's why, Ricky, we, is, we that knows better ought to try to do something to stop that. You know, uh, we know we need to kind of bind together with other organizations, other groups, and just try to see what we could do to help our young men, women, and society as a whole, our community, to try to get a handle on this thing here. You know, they said one can chase a thousand, but that one got to be in place. That one got to be in the position to do that. They said two can do 10,000, but that two need to be have connection, need to be able to work in the system to do those things. Now, we need men, capable men. Not just standing out there mm. and talking about it, but being, being about it. You know, we have a lot of people, and, and I'm, I'm including that too. We make a lot of plans and we say a lot of things, but if you're not involved in, in making things happen, man, it, what's the use of you talking? You know, I, I, I said from time to time, help change your life. And I mean that, brother, because people like you have changed my life. People that I encountered have changed my life. The system have changed my life. You know, the things that I encountered have changed my life. Everything that we do should have an effect on changing your life. You working and you spend up all your money, guess what? That's going to change your life. That means that you're going to be poor if you don't manage your money. Mm-hmm. You walk out on your wife and you walk out on everybody that, 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 that's trying to help you, that's going to change your life. going to say, wait a minute, I can't keep doing this here. So, you know, you know, we can't just take it for granted that what we do don't make a difference in someone's life. We need to take ownership. We need to let our young men and women and adults know that this thing can be changed. There is a solution to the problem that faces us in society today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, uh-uh. And, uh, we got a plan, Reverend Lewis, that we're trying to go, and I don't know basically how we're going to address this, but in the meantime, in a couple of months from now, I want to try to get a to get a like a planning committee together to see can we uh, basically have a uh, like a uh, uh, take back our neighborhood approach, you know, show the youngsters and show the, the People that are out there in the street, and basically the elderly people still care about them. We still love them. There's other directions you can go through, through violence, through selling drugs, through killing, through murdering people because you have a, a problem with them. There's no problem in being in gangs, you know. A gang is just basically like another way to vent your problem. Is to try to gather together to find something that's basically been neglected in your life, which is love. They haven't been shown love at their homes. So what happens with kids when they go out and they want to gang with other teen men or young men is because that's something basically that's been missing in their lives, which is affection and love. It's not been taught in their homes. So they go out and group together in order to, to show pride. You know, everybody wants you know show the pride. You know, they want to show how you did this. I want to show how many how many cars I can get, how many gold rings I can get, how many necklaces I can get, what new Jordans I bought. You know, and all, all this is going on. You know, so what we need to do is get something like a planning committed together before we venture in our this you know in this uh little you know, I'm gonna say it like it is. Can I say it, Brother Lewis? Can I tell you what I, what what we're gonna do? Or you want me to discuss Yeah, go ahead, brother Dad. You have the floor right now. You have the mic Okay, now what I'm what I'm trying to address, I'm trying to see whether me and you and other members can get something like a buy back our win back our neighborhood march. And this march will be in basically first. I'll, I'll put it in two phases. We're going to start in South Dallas first. We're going to march from one group of uh, streets, one street down in a, like in, a, in a circle, and back on one place. I'm going to try to invite all the different uh, gospel groups or singing groups around in our area. 
They want to participate. If you want to come and show up in the choir, if you want to witness and tell the people that's involved with us or around us what they can do in order to better themselves because this this came to me as a like a, a vision that basically if you cannot get the people to the church, you bring the church out to them. All right, you understand? Yeah, go right on, yeah, yeah, go right here. Most 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 youngsters, um, young men do not want to go to church because Number one, when they go to church, most of the time they feel left out. They feel intrigued, into, intruded upon because most of the time people will ostracize them by their dress, what they got on, how they look. Most women, when they go into church, they come in, they don't know how to dress. They come in with all these short dresses and cut-off dresses showing the misdrift, midriff, you know, and then when you tell them about it, they get offended because natural, that's the only kind of clothes they have. You know what I'm saying? And so basically say, well, I'm going to get talked like this. I won't go to church. So basically what I'm saying like this, we're going to put it out there to them and let them see these wonderful songs that we sang inside the church and bring it out to them. You know? And also, you know, if there's other groups that want to come, like the uh, the you know the other groups like any singing group, any music group that want to perform with us, they also welcome to. So, what do you think about that? I think it's possible. It's it's a a, a lot involved. It's a lot of mindsets, a lot of people that we have to kind of uh, kind of gear, get geared up to go with something like that because as we know that everyone have their own agenda. But we want their agenda to kind of blend in with ours, and it's only right to have other people bring it. That's what makes the program valuable because other people have inputs in on it also. So it's, I think it's something workable. It's something that we'll have to kind of sit, do some serious planning and, and be committed to uh, be committed to doing it. Yeah, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday, and he basically I I told him I needed his help, and he told me well. Brother Richard, you know, I know you have a passion. Uh, I admire your passion. I, I admire your zeal for what you're trying to do. But uh, the main problem in getting us blacks together is because we basically we cannot get together and be a one unit without complaining and trying to find out which one of us is going to be the main I put it like this. It's, you know, like uh, they call it the A dog and that B dog, the alpha dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know everybody want to be the alpha dog. Uh, everybody wants to be the leader instead of being a follower. You know? And so there's going to have to be a leader, a follower, that wants to really, if this guy plans this thing, I will honor him. I will follow him. And next year, if I get a date, I will follow somebody else. You know what I'm saying? But don't you got to work together as a group in order to to be successful. And he told me that was one of the main reasons why the people down at the city council do not respect us because we got people that that comes out in single units. You got one guy down there with a dream and a vision but no followers. And basically, the people, all they understand is numbers. So if you got 10 people going down there saying that we need to close down this car wash, they just look at you and laugh. It took a murder and the injury of three more people for them to close that car wash up, which is sad. Yeah, it is, it is, it is. That's really a tragedy behind that. The, uh, you know, the loss of life down there, and some people just see it as it being a, um, uh, you know, uh, Rick. I said this, and I'm gonna say it. I, I, you know, people like to keep you in your in your poverty, in your state, in your status, a lifestyle because they can control you. I do street ministry, and with the ministry I do, I try to encourage people and try to let them know that they can get out of that situation. But the, uh, but the our officials, 
our officials, they like that kind of stuff because they know where we are at a certain time of the day. They know where the population is at a certain time. I would, I would like to say that maybe the crime rate goes down between 12 and 5 because they know that they feed it people at certain times of the day. I'm talking about on weekends, you know, because uh-huh. they say, well, we, we can control the population. And if we, we know where Joe Mo is, we can go around these different ministries and we can probably catch up with him because he's going to be at one of these shelters or, or at one of these food uh, resource places trying to get something to eat. So we can go in there and we can find Joe Moore, whoever we're looking for, because we could we know where they are. You know, they keep statistics on stuff like that. And I, I know what you're saying, though, because a lot of us do not want to come together, and they want to keep that chaos. And that's, that's a matter of controlling. When you keep chaos and, and, and keep people fighting and fighting at each other, you can kind of control the population. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you're saying some good stuff there. Brother Dan, we're going to break you well, up for a minute. Call in, uh, I want to give out this calling number. The calling number is 310-982-4126. You two can call in and uh, call in and voice your opinion to our program. That number is 310-982-4126. And lend your voice to this program. I'm your host, Minister Joel Lewis, and we have Richard Daniels on the phone here. My friend, Brother Richard Daniels, he's on the phone here with us, and we're just talking about the plight of the neighborhood. We've shared about some things regarding June 19, but we want to go a little further than that. We want to talk about what we can do to help change the life of a community. We're going to take a break here. We're going to play some music here, and then we'll be back with you shortly. Keep on walking with you. 
free on the inside. But your passion and your love, it kept you walking Calvary walking with you. No matter what they said, you kept walking with you. Mm-hmm. And that's my Savior waiting for So one day I could walk with my limbs. And I could still be loved even with my limbs. That we enjoy that that she come. Yes, keep on walking with your limp there. I'm your host, Mr. Joe Lewis, and you listen to Free on the Inside. We have Richard Daniels on the line up with us this morning here. And we just talking about the plight of the community of the neighborhood. We're trying to get together with a, in a mindset to try to make a difference in the lives of God's people here. You know, this is a religious program, but yet we go and we just do things that God allowed us to do here. I love what Jesus said, go ye down forth and baptize the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And lo, I'll be with you always. Oh, Ricky, that's that's awesome there. That's awesome. Said, whatever we put our hands to do, if it's for the Lord, he'll be there with us. You know, we got to keep going. I love that record about Jonathan Make real. They say keep walking with your limp. Keep walking with the frustration, with the hurts, with the denial. Just keep on walking. You know, Brother Daniel, you were saying that we need to try to get together and, and, and put a program together, but yet the mindset of God's people ain't on one accord there. But it, it shouldn't stop us from keep on trying. Keep on trying. You know, I've done a lot of things there, but guess what? It wasn't easy. All of us have done a lot of things that wasn't easy. I know people that wrote books that it wasn't easy. I know people that raised families but it wasn't easy. But I encourage you to keep on walking with your limp. I think so much I had Paul, the great apostle Paul, say, hey, I got this thorn in my side. And I prayed that this day to be taken away not one time, mm. not two times, but three times. And God three spoke times. to me in a nice, soft voice saying, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, I'm made strong. And Paul said, well, wait a minute, I could take these things that's coming up on me. You know, and Peter said, in, in, in 2 Peter 2.16, he said, Now let us live like people that have been set free in Christ Jesus, not using our freedom as an opportunity to do evil, but as a servant of Christ Jesus. Oh, man, that's awesome, mm. brother. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. Mm. You know, man. and as you were sharing those things, that I got to thinking. Yes, we feel like that we don't have the resources and we don't have the the support to do things, brother. But I encourage you and myself and all those that are listening to us, if God had put it on your heart, keep walking, keep going, keep striving for that high mark, that run, that race that has been set before us. Looking at Jesus, not the things around us, but looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher. He started this, and he's going to finish it. Brother Daniel, how often have we put together Program. I'm talking about you and I at the street ministry or whatever. And you just don't seem to be uh, get a lot of support. But if you follow through <laughs> on it, you'll know that you actually been successful. Some people mm-hmm. say, "Well, it ain't yeah. as good as it was," but yet you were successful. God said, "Don't worry about it. Who you know? You finish the task at hand, and I give you the success at it." Because some people say, "Well, I'm not going to do it because I can't get the support." Some people say, "I ain't going to do it because ain't nobody going to come. Ain't nobody going to support." Ain't nobody going to come for fun with us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, wait a minute. I told you. Yeah. I told you to do it. I didn't tell them. You put it together, it's and I do. Though, Lord. I do the After all that I problem. Do. All that problem you looked up, it still get done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll find out. I mean, one day we was out there feeding these folks, man, and. We didn't have enough food and sacks of food. And then all of a sudden, look around, everybody still got fed in the end. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so true. That's so yeah. true. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. once a year, we do uh, we do Down at Dallas Life Foundation. And we've been doing it, man. This is like our 10th year. We call it Feeding the Multitude. And we said that because uh, I recall how Jesus took a little fish and some loaves of bread, and he fed 5,000. Feed it unto his heavenly father. And as we start feeding people, we don't have enough money. we don't have enough resources to feed people, but we do it unto God and we, and God blesses it and we have more than enough. 
You know, just like oh, you said yeah. that as you you know, you know you don't have you know think you don't have enough, you have more than enough. You know, mm-hmm. and so that's what we do. Uh, we're coming up in August. We're getting ready to do our next feed into that feed at a month or two. And so we're going to get things geared up. We have the volunteer team. We have uh, uh, the event is already scheduled. And so we just need to uh, pull together the, the menu and just go from there. And it's a joy to be able to do mm-hmm. these things. We don't have enough, man. I can't do it. You can't do it. But to, But collectively, our Heavenly Father will give us what we need. You know, people always say he owns a cattle of a thousand here, but they don't want to walk in that. They don't want to believe that, man. I believe that. I don't worry about the resources, man. I don't have no money. I'm poor. But I'm rich in heaven, you know. But this side of heaven, I ain't got very much. I got enough to live, and that's all I need. You know, I, I don't worry about lottos, man, and, 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 and quick pick and all those things. That's, I wouldn't know what to do with a half a million dollars. If I had it, I probably would still just live like I live now. I hope I do. I don't want to have a half million dollars and you never hear of me or see me again. That'd be a shame, though, Brother Daniel. You get a half million dollars uh, and I don't hear from you no more. <laughs> wow. He gets a lot of it. I don't talk to him no more. I don't, you know, I don't that's want something to change. I know, I, I know all these people that want a lot of I don't hear from none of them. I don't hardly hear saying, well, I'm going out and I'm going to donate so many thousand dollars to the homeless people. Um, I'm going to die so much money to the uh, uh, underprivileged kids. Uh, well, you don't never hear. Well, I don't know where they be at. You don't, I guess they just hide up in a house and don't want to be bothered. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Leave me alone. You know, Mike Jackson had a song like that. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> they want to be left alone. They want to be bothered. And that's the yeah, worst part of selfishness. Yeah, it brings about a lot of challenges, mm-hmm. man. You have you have some yeah. money like that. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of challenges that go that's involved in that. And you know, and when I was younger, man, my mom used to watch uh we used to watch this uh, uh the uh, what's that the Twilight Zone uh or something, yeah, or maybe Fantasy yeah. Island. And I, Fantasy Island used to tickle me, man, because all these people always had their wish come true, but they found out the thing they were yeah. wishing for, yeah. it wasn't all about that. It really you know, wasn't all about that. I want to be yeah. a movie star. Yeah. And then they get the role of a movie uh-huh. star. They say, oh, man, this is just too much. And then guys say, I want to be rich. And then they get the, they get the money on this, family, on this island. And then they find out it ain't about that. And I got to thinking in my own life, how often have me or you and all of us ever got the thing that we wanted, man. We worked for it. We dreamed on it. We reminisced about those things. And when we got it, it wasn't about nothing. I want that fancy car, man. Mm. I get the car that when it stops running, I can't afford to get it fixed because the tires alone, one tire costs me $500. <laughs> you know, every mm. you go out, they say $2,000. Wait a minute. This is my car, man. I can't afford it. Oh, we get this beautiful house, man. I, I like to call it a two-story house. I call it Mac Castles. You know, back, in the, back two years ago, the lenders and, and realtors were selling people's houses, man. It was just like people buying houses like popcorn, man. Houses were uh-huh. just the house. And then when the, when the uh, bubble busted and you had that balloon mortgage, okay, you can get in it now for $800, and then it's going to go up yeah. a little bit. But don't worry yeah. about it. You'll be able to pay. Before you know it, yeah. that $800 house costing you uh, $2,000, costing you 1500 yeah. And then you go and got this furniture. You say, oh, my God, I can't afford this. It's a beautiful house, man, but I'm just working for this house. I got furniture in one part of the room, but upstairs they got no furniture at all. You know, and those are things that we desire and we have cravings for, and we find out those things are not work. But when you do things up to, up for the Lord, man, when you do things for the Lord, they will last. And it won't be so much of a burden. Uh-huh. Jesus said, cast all your curls upon me, for I curse for you. Oh, man, that means that those things that I care about, he cares about, man. He said, take my all right. my uh, curse. For mine let me, let me, let me make a, uh, let me make a uh, announcement now, uh, Okay, now we're gonna plan this thing, and we want all the people that have you know musical talent. If you're a good orator, you can speak real good. We like to have you. You got a speech you want to say? If you're a minister, you want to come up and and speak to the people, you can do it too. Or uh, if you got some kind of uh, group that you want to perform, you're welcome. But first, we have to just in the planning stages, and want to get me. In, and call me at this number at 469 735 
800-826-8065. And I'll talk to you, and we can get together. We can have, a, like, a a little planning committee on the weekends on Saturday. And you can come and talk, and we can basically plan this deal before we go before these people and talk to them. Because, like I said before, the only thing they understand is a plan, organized plan, not something that's in the planning stages or dream. Only thing they respect is a planned effort. It has to be planned. Everything has to be in order. You know, that's all. And God tell you that, too. Everything has to be present and in order. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, give us a call at, uh, mm-hmm. number again, Rick. Brother. Oh, it's my number. Now. It's uh, 469-735-8065. Okay, great. Anybody want to be involved right in something like that with any skills or talents or just want to be, uh, just want to support this effort, please give Brother Daniels a call there, and we'll make arrangements to get with you, and we'll have a meeting, and we'll just go from there, because we, it's a worthwhile event, and it's a worthwhile endeavor, and so we want to do it unto God here. Everything we do, we do unto God. You know, we bring in various people. We bring in entertainers. We bring in artists, and we bring in uh, entrepreneurs, but everything is geared up towards God. You know, without God, we would be nothing. That goes for me, Brother Daniel, and all our listening audience here. And God's allowed us to be on this program as long as it is. Sometimes, sometimes I think the programs are well, and sometimes, I, uh, sometimes they may not go as well as I think. But it's God's business, man. It's God's business. And once we start realizing that, it's no failure, brother Danny. That's no failure what you're doing because you're doing it unto the Lord. That's no you know, failure. I've been in the, I've been in, I've been in a, a around musicians and ministers and, and for about I would say about thirty years and. Some of the main uh, problems of uh, um, uh, being organized is basically uh, some people don't like to be uh, steered in certain directions or organized or either they call it being controlled. But it's not being controlled. It's being working together for one common cause. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at it, have you ever been in a in a singing group, you know, like most of, if you look at it, I look at all the history of all the different singing groups and singers. But the main problem, you always had one person always wanted to be the be the main dog. Let me that's again. We go back to that a that a dog thing, alpha dog. You know, you had David Ruffin with the Temptations. Well, I'm the one. I want all the lead songs. I want all this. I don't, you know, as, as you got there. I don't know why it's like that, but it's like that. Like whenever you're dealing with people, we always have. But we're trying to get out of that, Brim Lewis. We're trying to basically get out of those boundaries in order for us to be successful and show these people, these youth. And like I'm saying, our future is the youth of dollars um, and America. If we lose our youth, we are totally lost. I'll put it like that. If our youth don't wake up, basically they're going to be lost because our people, these people up in higher places, are making plans in order to get you out of there. Basically, they got plans for dollars to get us, put us in our place. But you have to be aware of this. And so if you're not aware of this because you got other things that are controlling your mind and telling you to do this and do that and don't listen to this and don't listen to them, you will be left out. And, amen. And so, Can I get an amen so, on that, Brother Lewis? You know, I know you go every year, every 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 weekend, you're going out and you're talking to these young men. Basically, they want to know, uh, uh, Brother Lewis, what can I do this? Who can I get with when I get out? Who can I get with and steer me in the right direction? I need somebody to motivate me. I need somebody to challenge me in order to do the right thing. You know, and if they can't find that, boom, they go back to the same person that steered him. Man, you can't find a job. Here, I got some work for you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that comments, man. We're gonna close out on that remark, Steph, because we want to lay 
be fresh in the in the in the minds of our listening audience here to help change a life, be involved in the life of a young person, and you too can make it different. Don't ever think that you are not valuable or you're not needed. That you are valuable and you are necessity to building up a God's kingdom. We're gonna close out right here with a word of prayer, and then we're gonna go on with today's business. Thank you for listening to another episode of Free on the Inside with myself, Minister Joe Lewis, and Brother Richard Daniel. Here, that calling number is three one zero nine eight two forty one twenty six. I'm giving you that number so you can write it down, so you too can lend your voice and your opinions to the program. Remember the number, Brother Daniel gave out, so we can get together. Give them a call and tell them to give you more information about it. Uh, as we get ready to close out, we're going to give out. We're going to leave with a word of prayer. Grace, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Dear Lord, thank you for what you're, uh, what you're doing, dear Lord, in the mindset of your people. Dear Lord, how you let them see, dear Lord, that they can make a difference. How you let them see that they are uh, valuable in the kingdom. Dear Lord, you ask each one of us to do certain things in our own right and our own ability, dear Lord, but we know that we can't do anything without you, dear Lord. Give us the strength. Give us commitment. Give us the wit to do the things in which you put our hands to do. Let us not grow weary and well-doing. Dear Lord, we thank you for Brother Daniel Vision and for his desire, dear Lord, uh, along with, with what we're doing, dear Lord, to help change the lives of a community, dear Lord, that, that actually was spanned throughout Texas and around the world, dear Lord. In the name of Jesus, dear Lord, we ask you to continue to bless him and the listening audience. Give them uh, uh, shower them with blessings, dear Lord, that come from on high. Let them be a blessing also, dear Lord, and, and keep them until we meet again. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. So as we get ready to get on out of here, we thank you once again for listening to Free on the Inside Ministry and enjoy the bounce of your day. We're closing out with another musical selection, so be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Because it's of every mistake that I make, you keep loving me. 
thank you for listening to another episode of Free on the Inside. We're going to close out with that musical selection. He keeps loving me. And be safe and be strong in the Lord until we meet again. Free on the Inside Ministry. Your host, Mr. Joy Lewis, and co-host, Brother Richard Daniel. God bless you. Enjoy the balance of your day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.